This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the AE Index Podcast, Episode 63. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so fast. Thank you for joining me once more on this audio journey of all things new and exciting occurring at aeindex.org. We'll take a look at what has occurred in February, and that is two reviews of two recently released AE format books out of print sales, the 2021 Dunbeer Awards are wrapped up, and our poll, which celebrates a 10th anniversary and something we're going to be looking at in 2022. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the 2021 Dunbeer Awards first. Uh, as most people know, 2021 ended. I hope you're aware. So January 1st, I put up the uh, 2021 Dunbeer Awards, which lists all the AE format books that were published in uh, 2021. And that is three books. EC Covers Artist Edition, Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition, and Nexus The Coming of Gramondo Deluxe Edition. And then with the categories, we asked people to vote. Though the votes were open from January 1st, January 31st, and the winners were put up February 1st. So let's discuss that right now. I put, uh, I like to change things up in the voting and put a different, put them in up in different orders every year because I find the first couple get the most votes and then sort of the last one always gets the least amount of votes. <clears throat> so this time I decided to put purchases first because I found my purchases always seem to be suffering. So I put up purchases. Please check every AE format book you purchased in 2021. And I had 106 people submit. 68 people said they purchased DC covers. 53 people said they purchased Jim Lee's X-Men. And 13 people said they purchased Nexus. So that's my pool. And then we get into the voting. Favorite material I put up first. What AE format book of 2021 was your favorite material? Story, character, artist. EC Covers, one with 58%. Jim Lee's X-Men at second place with 36%. And Nexus with 6%. And you'll see this pattern repeats through every one, basically. Next up, I put Best Publisher. Again, trying to change things up a bit. What publisher or imprinted in 2021 best represented the AE format with their commitment to quality, maintaining their publishing schedule, and promoting their material in the AE format? So IDW got 98% and Rude Dude got 2%. Had 92 voters on that one. So as you see, we're going, we're coming down. Best overall. Put it in the middle as opposed to the end this time. What AE format book in 2021 was the overall best work in its design, presentation, and material, and quality? EC Covers for 61%. Jim Lee's X-Men for 33%. Nexus for 7%. 92 voters there, so we're still maintaining that voting number. Next up, best design. What AE format book of 2021 had the best overall design, including its use of color, images, and text? EC Covers for 58%, Jim Lee's X-Men for 31%, Nexus with 10%, 86 votes, so we're going down a bit. And finally, Best Reproduction, what AE format book of 2021 had the best presentation of the original art in terms of clarity, scan quality, paper choice, and presenting the art in its original art format? EC Covers with 67%, Jim Lee's X-Men with 32%, Nexus with 1%, or... Actually, it's less than 1%. No, it's a little bit more than 1%, but it's one vote. 
And that I only got 88 votes for. So every year I do this, and I've been thinking about dropping best reproduction, but I'm glad I didn't because it's that speaks interestingly about uh, what other people thought of the Nexus, the Coming of Romano Deluxe Edition book. I wasn't crazy about the uh, f- format, how it was presented. As f- so I guess that's the reproduction quality, uh, reproduction category. What interests me most about this is I, you know, I've been running this site since 2017. So, I mean, you know, this is the fifth year. I run these awards. Uh, it was first run on the forums, and then I took over from there. And I can't seem to get more voters. It doesn't matter what happens. Something happens. Maybe something gets posted in a, in a Facebook group or something, and I see a burst of voting. And I think, oh, great, I'm going to get more voters this year. But then it always averages it out. It always levels out. <clears throat> I know there are more than 95 or 106 or 88 people reading artist edition format books in the world purchasing these books but i cannot seem to figure out how to get more people to vote it's not i don't know you just got to click a few things and you click submit i i don't know how to entice i have to work on that if this year gets better i will put out maybe i'll put out press releases to the major sites and see if i can get more voting i also need to actually get some sort of award and I've been talking about it for years, developing an award or manufacturing an award that I can send to people. But right now, it's just a digital, digital, digital accomplishment. So uh, a bit disappointing there, but I'd really like to get more people if I can. That's for sure. All right. That's the Dunmere Awards. Wrapped up till next year. Congratulations to those winners, which are Scott Dunbeer for, you know, editor and... Uh, uh, IDW for publisher and Randall Dalk for designer. Uh, EC covers was just a complete artist edition was a complete sweep of the categories. They won everything. So that is great to see. All right, moving on. The AE index poll for February 2022. Here's my poll question. And this time it was not from our good friend David Jacoy, although he did offer to do one. I said, oh no, I got I got something this month. April 2022 marks the 10th anniversary of the Artist's Edition Portfolio line, which had a five-year run. What was your favorite Artist's Edition Portfolio? And here we had 10 options. Let me go through them. Bernie Wrightson, The Muck Monster. EC Cover, EC The Covers, Artist's Edition Portfolio. Gabriel Rodriguez, Lock and Key. Gabriel Rodriguez, Lock and Key, The Covers. Michael Golden's G.I. Joe Yearbook. Neil Adams' Thrill Kill. Russ Heath's Yellow Heat. Wally Wood, Thunder Agents. Walter Simonson's Lawnmower Man. Walter Simonson's Ragnarok. We had an Alex Toth announced, but it was never published. So I've got those 10 up. That's it. It's the last day of the month. Bernie Wrightson's Muck Monster is, uh, is sweeping everything with 21 votes. Uh, Michael Golden's G.I. Joe Yearbook is coming up second place with 15 votes. 10 votes for EC Covers, which is what I voted for. And then we got uh, various after that. Interestingly, no votes for Gabriel Rodriguez's Lock and Key. So that's sort of the uh, first part of the 10th anniversary. I do plan to have a retrospective post about the portfolios, just like I did for the artist edition line so i'll be discussing you know early concepts uh, i had some emails i traded back and forth with scott dumbier and randall dalk so the editor and designer 
uh, for this line. So that's sort of exciting. I'll work that into it and uh, just briefly discuss portfolios. So after that, uh, I was thinking about maybe doing Instagram where I post my photos to Instagram, but I can't say, uh, you know, my year of Instagram posting got any new readers. So I probably won't do that, but we'll see. All right, that's the poll for this month. So if you haven't voted, please come and vote. Always good to know. All right, no real letters this month. Uh, I had a question about the Frankenstein artist edition, and I said, well, we'll see it when we see it. Um, So that was a bit disappointing. But otherwise, I've been trading some emails back and forth with people about French editions. I'm still going on the French editions. This month, I didn't have any French uh, reviews because we had two AE format books released uh, recently and both reviewed in February, so that's exciting. But before we get to that, let's talk shipping changes. A few this month. Two, actually. So John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artisan Edition has moved to March 30th, and Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artisan Edition moved to April 20th. Those are the two moves. Um... The next AE format book proper size that we'll see, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, is Judge Shred by Brian Boland, Apex Edition. That's still scheduled for April 20th. And then we got Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer Artist Edition, 40th Anniversary, uh, which is still scheduled for April 27th. So that's all we've seen announced this year. IDW has not announced any books this year. They're moving to Penguin Random House as their distributor in June. And they seem to be not soliciting any books through Diamond this year. So I don't know what this wait-and-see game, or I don't know what's going on there. But it is a bit surprising. We've seen previews for January, February, and March now. And no IDW books. I mean, there's their, their monthly comics are still being solicited that way, but no books. All right, that's the shipping changes. Let's talk out-of-print sales. And I'm, it's interesting. I'm seeing We're seeing numbers fall. So actually, I think I'm, I'm going to adjust my store pricing. Try and keep it in line with what I'm seeing on eBay. Let's talk how to print sales. Alien, the illustrated story. Three copies sold for an average of one fifteen sixty four. One copy of Batman the Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller Gallery Edition, sold for two nineteen. One copy of Bernie Wright's and Artifact Edition, second print, sold for two seventy two fifty four. One copy of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins, sold for three hundred. Two copies of Conan Red Nails, Original Art Archive, sold for an average of two fifty two fifty. Four copies of Dave Cockrum's X-Men sold for an average of $127.49. One copy of Dave Stevens' Rock Your Artist Edition, first print, sold for $225. One copy of the second print sold for $120. One copy of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, sold for $299.95. I'm seeing a lot of movement on this. This book seems to be picking up steam still um, now that it's out of print. And, that uh, you know, the Scrooge McDuck fans worldwide... Always seem to be uh, anxious for new material or discovering older material. So I just I was so hoping we'd see more volumes of that from IDW, but we'll have to. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, Fanta- Fantagraphic Studio Edition Black Hole by Charles Burns. Three copies for an average of one nineteen nineteen. Two copy of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine, averaging one fifty nine ninety eight. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City: The Hard Goodbye for one twenty five. Three copies of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man for an average of two seventeen seventy six. One copy of Jack Kirby Commanding The Last Boy on Earth for one hundred four twenty two. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four: The World's Greatest Artist Edition for an average of one seventy five. One copy of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor for one ninety nine ninety five. 
One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition for $169.95. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic for $118.24. One copy of Joe Kubert's The Return of Tarzan Artist Edition for $89.95. And one copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man for $124.99. Four copies of John Buscemi's Silver Surfer for an average of $199.96. One copy of John Byrne's Marvel Classics for $175. One copy of John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man for $299.99. Two copies of Marvel Covers Artist Edition First Print, averaging $145.25. Three copies of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, averaging $168.33. One copy of Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer for $175. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition, averaging $302.34. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition 2 for $326.47. One copy of Star Wars Artifact Edition for $79.95. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition for $68. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. First Print for $149. Two copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition. First Print averaging $424.99. Two copies of Walter Simonson's Star Wars Artist Edition averaging $133.99. One copy of Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition Second Print for $299.99. I don't understand that at all. No record-setting uh, back issues, I mean, sort of sales pricing. Uh, our record still stands at $1,800 for John Ramirez's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Remarked, followed by Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition Signed. Right? So those are the two high watermarks. And then following that, we've got John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition Signed and Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition Remarked. So no record setters. Uh going to keep my eye on some of these though I don't uh, rightly understand some of these prices but we'll see what happens I think that Don Rose is the one to watch though alright that's out of print sales uh, this is a good time for me to mention uh, everything that you want to discover about artist editions or the AE format is available at aeindex.org I'm available for any questions you have whatsoever about anything on the site or any of the books Scott at AEindex.org, and you can support the site three ways. First, please use the affiliate links on the site. Any link basically selling a book, well, I get some small percentage. Some of them I don't get anything for. Uh, links to Wayne Allen Herald I don't get anything for, but I gladly support him with no affiliate link. Absolutely. Uh, some of the French sites uh, don't have affiliate programs. That's okay. I still link to those, but most of the links will get me a small percentage or something. Uh, the other way to support the site is to become a Patreon, Patreon patron, support the site, dollar, or more, whatever you'd like. It, uh, it's greatly appreciated. And then the third way to support the site is to buy something from the store. So the store's on the website there, aeindex.org slash store. And I list things for sale there. Had some good runs on things. Had some material that's just been sitting there forever, it feels like, so it's interesting. A mix of why some things sit there and some things are hot. I don't know. Uh, maybe I have to change the format of it more. Maybe work some sort of, maybe add WooCommerce to the site and get it more, I don't know, professional. I'm trying to avoid that though. I'm trying to keep it low key. You know, uh, if you see something you like from the store page, email me with your address. I send you a, I send you a quote for shipping. And then uh, you pay and I ship it out. So try and keep it simple. All right. That's supporting the site, which I appreciate everybody who does. Let's talk about our two reviews for this month. 
So two AE format books shipped. One P. Craig Russell's Symbolist Fantasies and Other Things, a fine art edition, shipped at the end of January. And I was able to get it reviewed at the beginning of February. So let's talk that. Here's the blurb. P. Craig Russell's Symbolist Fantasies and Other Things is a beautiful 12-inch by 17-inch oversized hardcover featuring complete stories scanned from P. Craig Russell's stunning original art. While appearing to be in black and white, each page has been scanned in color to recreate as closely as possible the experience of viewing the actual originals, including blue pencils, notes, art corrections, and more. Pages are reproduced at original size on heavy paper stock to provide fans, aficionados, and collectors with the best possible reproductions. This 148-page fine art edition includes the following complete stories and songs. The Avatar and the Chimera, from 1978, 16 pages. Peleus and Melisande, 1985, 56 pages. Ariana Bluebeard, 1988, 42 pages. Two Anxious Songs, Whisper at Night, Beheading, from 2013, 2 pages. Little Nemo and Final Slumberland, from 2013, 1 page. Night Ride and Sunrise, 2 songs, 2014, 2 pages. Spring and Autumn, 2 songs, 2014, 2 pages. Love, Bitter and Sweet, 2 songs, 2015, 2 pages. The Spectre of the Rose, 2 songs, 2015, 2 pages. Pendant to the Rose, A Symbolist Fantasy, 2016, 2 pages. Plus, Selected Color Pages from the Dreaming City, 1991, 12 pages. As I said, this was released in January of 2022. This is for Indiegogo Kickstarters. Uh, no extras were printed. Print run of 250, I believe. Uh, Wayne told me. 150 dollars can be ordered directly from Wayne Allen Harold's website. Let me click on the link right now to make sure it is still available. Yes. So there's the you can get the standard edition or you can get the signed edition for 200 dollars. So there you go, still available. Um, beautiful artwork as always from P. Craig Russell. Um, I can't say these were stories that I was familiar with and anxious to read. I uh, always love to see, I mean, I'm going to support this format absolutely till the every piece of P. Craig Russell uh, artwork or all the opuses have been printed. Love it. But, uh, yeah, the stories are different for sure. But, again, you're probably not buying this book uh, to read the stories. Maybe you are. That's I like to read them for sure. That's why I love that the text is there and it's all... Uh, but uh, it's really to, you know, amaze yourself at the uh, the artwork of P. Craig Russell, which is, is just stunning. There is, uh, you know, there's, uh, it's it's great. It's nice to see a, a long story in, in a book like this, right? Where we get to, we get that, we get that uh, 56 page story, a 42 page story of long things, right? So Peleus and uh, Melisande and then Arian and Bluebeard. Long stories, nice to look through, continuous. The pages really present well. The scannings, uh, well done. There's a few soft spots. Uh, two pages of Peleus and Melisande, who I thought were a bit a bit blurry, or a bit soft. Like I said, could have you know the page could have lifted up and they were scanning and not have noticed it. But uh, some great blacks. Uh, love the always love the use of Zipatone. You know, it's always. <laughs> You know, correction fluid. Uh, there's. It's interesting. You know, when you when you get a book like this, there's more and more. I'm finding. You know, there's a, there's a single. It, it's not even the full pages that that strike me anymore. It's the single panel that's so striking, and it's uh, it's the uh, it's Arian and Bluebeard. There's one page where we we meet Bluebeard first, and um, it's uh, it's a three panel page, and Bluebeard's in the middle. And he's got he's got the beard, you know, and uh, the eyes, and he's sort of looking up, 
his head is down and he's looking up a bit at Arian. And it is just such a gorgeous page. I love the I love the shape of the beard and how the hair is shown. It's just it's so strong. Just one panel just leaps out of you. And then later in the story, we get almost the same look, but this time he shaved his he shaved his beard and we see him in shadows and it's just different. It's uh really well done. Really just gorgeous. That is the standout panel for me. Uh, the book's production is uh, really nicely done. I, I love to uh, love to flip through it. This time they did a matte. So there, it's a matte finish on the page, as opposed to you know. And, and this is where I, uh, you know, it's always nice to be able to fine tune what you're saying or your expressions, or because I always is a thought of matte paper, right, as a as a paper with a matte finish, where I no gloss, no shine. But I did some research after speaking with Wayne, who said this was a right. This this is says this book is a matte finish. I'm like, oh wait a second, matte. I thought matte is so. No, what we're used to in an artist edition format book or an AE format book is no finish. So we just get the raw paper with the image printed on it. But this has a this has a matte finish, which is a 25% gloss. So in the light, so the the inks the, the blacks are much stronger. They pop right, but then we we get a glare. So you've really got to weigh that out. I'm not a fan of the glare. I could have done without the pop of the ink. I really could have. Um, yeah. So that's slightly disappointing in that um, it's different than the other fine art editions. So we've got something different. So, you know, um, please go on, go to my site. Check the review out. Gorgeous. And then, you know, it's so interesting. You get these 12 pages of Elric at the end. Uh, in color, and uh, I asked Wayne actually, how do you get around the copyright for that? Because uh, Titan's got the rights to reprint, but because it's just strictly the art, there's no text balloons or anything. Uh, Peter Russell owns the art, and he can present it as it is. So the colored pages are really nice; they they present well. Um, I mean, I love the format. I love looking at inks, and the, but color pages always pop in these things. And uh, I think I think the color was scanned and presented really well. It, it really worked with the the, the mad pages. So, got to weigh that got to weigh that you're out yourself. So please have a look and uh, check out that review. All right, second book I reviewed this month: John Buscema's Marvel Heroes Artist Edition. Let me give you the blurb: featuring an outstanding sampling of Big John Buscema's classic stories, covers, and interior pages from the mid 1960s to the later 70s all in the groundbreaking and multi-Eisner award-winning artist edition format. Basema was a true artist's artist. His stellar anatomy coupled with dynamic storytelling made him one of the most revered and respected artists in the Marvel pantheon. This volume will contain several complete stories, including Avengers and Submariner, plus incredible examples of art from his runs on Avengers, Fantastic Four, Thor, Submariner, and more. There will be a gallery section chock full of covers. And as with all artist editions, all the art in this book has been scanned from Basema's originals, enabling the reader to be able to clearly view each page as never before. Clearly seen pencils, editorial notations, ink gradients, more. All the little details and nuances that make original art unique. Unless you are looking over John Buscema's shoulder in the studio, you'll never have a better opportunity than this to see his artwork as it truly looks. Bonus, this book will feature several foldouts presenting a number of Buscema's early, larger covers of full size. A true treat for art lovers. This came out on February 8th or 9th, depending if you use Diamond or a bookstore. Uh, 12 by 17 inches, 194 pages. It's a hardcover, $150 US. Still available online at many places. 
So I'm going to, you know, do a little uh, self-promotion here. And it's in the dedication of this book. It says, additionally, this volume is dedicated to Scott Vanderplu, creator and curator of www.aeindex.org, the best resource for everything artist edition. Please check it out. So that's nice to see. I appreciated that. I actually received a digital copy of this book months and months and months ago. And I put, took that page and put it on my about section of the website. And nobody ever mentioned it. I'm not sure anybody ever goes to my about page. But uh, once the book was released, there was lots of chatter about that dedication in the forum, so that was very nice. I really appreciated that, especially because this uh, this book, <coughs> very few AE format books have hit those nostalgia chords for me, but this, this book is definitely one of them. As I mentioned in the bottom of my review, uh, I started collecting comics in 1980 at the local Max Milk. Uh, I was a big fan of the G.I. Joe cartoon when it came out, and then I was at Max getting something. You know, as a, as a city kid, I think we lived at the convenience stores. <coughs> and uh, there was G.I. Joe number one on the uh, newsstand for Marvel, so I bought that. And then, I, you know, my mom and I would go to a flea market uh, every weekend on Saturday. So uh, I noticed after that, that there, hey, there's a comic guy at the flea market, uh, Tom from Comic One Books. And uh, <coughs> I started buying comics there. And the first comics I bought from Tom at the flea market were Invaders because I loved the Captain America. I loved the World War II theme. thought that was so great. And then after that, I bought Marvel Triple Action, which were uh, Avengers reprints, a Bissema really, uh, Heck and Bissema reprints. And then I, from there, I started, it was, you know, 1980, I started buying Avengers Avengers issues properly, not just the triple action. They were, I mean, they were pretty cheap at the time. They were less than 20 years old, so. And that really uh, got me into comics and those those Avengers, those Don, I mean, I know not a lot of Don Heck uh, Avengers fans, I think, out there, and especially not the original art. But I love those Heck pages, and I love the uh, John Buscema Avengers pages. So great. So it was just wonderful to see this. This book is uh, three complete issues. And uh, then a lot of covers and individual pages. Let me let me give you the breakdown. So I got my review here. Three complete issues, 35 covers, 93 interior pages, one pinup, and one model sheet. And part of those, <coughs> we get uh, eight foldouts. So there's four foldout propers, both sides printed. So we get eight images total. These are twice-ups. And uh, man, those are those are standouts. Uh, my two favorite images in the book are in those foldouts. Uh, the first is Avengers 48, which is interesting to be in this book uh, because it's credited as being George Tusca pencils and inks, but uh, David Mandel, who owns the page on Comic Art Fans, listed as John Buscema pencils and George Tusca inks. And there's lots of chatter about that on the forum about that page for sure. But, uh, I mean, it's included in the book, David. Maybe, that's uh, so I said in the, maybe there's a note on the back of the page. We don't get to see the back of the page. So, but Dave Mandel listed it as a Jumbusama pencil. So, I'm going to go with that. Uh, second gorgeous foldout image is Silver Surfer number one. Wow, it is so great. Followed closely by Silver Surfer number two. Those are, those are on the foldouts. So nice. And then the, uh, you know, the, the complete issues are great. And I do appreciate them. But they're uh, they're not the high watermark. I got to say for this book, the uh, the image there's some gorgeous, gorgeous individual pages. Now, I just said that, but I'm going to go back and correct myself and say the Submariner issue 24, which is included in this book, it's got inks by Jim Mooney, and those <coughs> those pages are just stunning. The Mooney inks are just really pop, look really gorgeous in this format. 
after that, I'd, I'd, I'd go with, uh, I mean, that four issue uh, with the Vince Coletta inks, I'm, there's so many pages where I think, is that, it doesn't even look like Pacema. So you got a strong presence of um, Coletta on the inks there. And then we got a lot of like gorgeous covers and interiors. And you can really see in this book what, you know, how important uh, the anchor was to Basema's you know display of art was so because you know, Basema you know Basemanus I don't know how else to describe it it just shines in some pages and other times it's so well hidden you think is that is that John Basema right and then it's uh, you know in, and then it's again personal preference because uh, you know the Basema really shines in the Fantastic Four pages that were inked by Joe Sinnott and uh, that's actually the period I you know I I came to the Fantastic Four a little bit late. I started reading Fantastic Four when Byrne came on it, um, or started collecting it when I saw Byrne on it, and uh, I went from there to Kirby, and I never really took a shine to Basema on Fantastic Four. Even to this day, I'm still not crazy about the pages. Don't never really read Basema on Fantastic Four, but uh, you know he's got that strong Basema look. It's yeah, I don't, know. I don't know what it was with Fantastic Four, and then there's there's just a lot of great pages here. Um, there's a really nice, some nice Captain America pages too, where they, it's just, again, the really strong Basema presence in the art. Uh, gorgeous book. So glad it finally came out. Delay, 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 right? I mean, you know, we're, we're still in the grips of, you know, the COVID issues, shipping. Now we've got, you know, conflict in Eastern Europe. I don't, you know, who, what is happening and who's, you know, how important is publishing at this point, right? I mean, we're, you just got to put in your order and uh, keep your fingers crossed and hope the books come out. All right, well, thank you for joining me this month. Please uh, reach out to me with any of your questions. Again, scott at aindex.org. Everything we talked about is at the site, aindex.org. Check it out, see the reviews as well. Um, I have been posting on YouTube. I post flip-throughs of the books. I put flip-throughs up of new books even before I have the review up, so you may see it there. I certainly recommend and ask everybody to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I don't have a lot of subscribers. But uh, please join, and that way you can follow along, see what's what. Thanks, and we'll talk again next month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her, wherever she may be. She can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me.